Well, it's such a great pleasure to welcome to What's Next, a true South African success story. And I'm talking about SMS Portal. Now, the name might not be familiar to you, but uh, when you get an SMS alert or you get something from your bank or you get some kind of SMS notification, it's most likely come from SMS Portal. Now, Charles Stretch, who's the co-founder and acting CEO, as well as James Pierce, who's also the co-founder and acting CEO of SMS Portal, joins me on this episode of What's Next. Guys, I'm so excited to talk to you because this these kind of stories excite me so much. I mean, what an amazing success story. You guys have been around for 18 years. You're a billion dollar company. You send billions of dollars, billions of SMSs uh, every single month. And um, you guys were founded in a garage in Port Elizabeth, if I'm not mistaken. James, am I, am I right? Is that is that how you guys started off? Where did you guys start off? Well, yes. Uh, I mean, you know, like any good tech story, uh, they, they seem to start in uh, garages. Uh, but just to maybe correct you earlier on, it's not a billion dollars, it's billion rands. Uh, there's, a, there's a substantial difference. <laughs> well, billions I, guess, of messages. I, guess, I guess that's where your next step must be, hey? a billion dollars. But before we get to that next step, I mean, in a garage, tell, tell me about the story. I love stories like this. Yeah, so ultimately, uh, Charles and I, we, uh, it was actually um, the business spun out of another business that we had. Um, and the business was called uh, blueworld.co.za. And we go and take uh, photos in pubs and clubs and then put them online. Um, and then we had an audience that would come uh, to the university campuses and school uh, computer centers, et cetera, et cetera, to go and look at their photos. Um, and we built quite a big customer base out of that. Um, and essentially then we had to figure out a way how to monetize this. And we thought, okay, well, these guys need to advertise. So this was before BlackBerry, before email, before any of these things were available readily on phones. So we thought, hey, let's do SMS. And uh, we started off uh, in a, with using uh, GSM devices, uh, um, or a little phone attached to a computer basically. Um, to send out SMSs to our database to let um, uh, students know where the next big function was. Wow, that's amazing. So that technology, um, I actually remember back then, you could actually buy some software that allowed you to do that and use your computer as the interface. And in those days, I mean, there was no, I mean, the devices you're talking about didn't even have data. I mean, it was just pure SMS, right? Yeah, correct. So um, in those days, you could actually buy what was called an SMS-only contract, and it was 35 Rand for the contract, and I uh, can't remember what the cost of the SMS was, but I think it was around uh, somewhere between 15 and 17 cents. I think it was 17 off the top of my head, but anyway, uh, yeah, and literally, it couldn't make phone calls. There was no data on it. It would purely be for the purpose of SMS, and yeah, you spot on, uh, you could buy a piece of software which you install on your computer, you attach your phone to the computer via cable and uh, load your list and off you went. Yeah. I mean, can you, can you remember your first client, Charles? Um, yeah, I think it was actually a real estate or our first um, a nightclub that we used to send messages for was a nightclub called Toby Joe's run by Roger Hilligan in Port Elizabeth. And then, um, yeah, I think out of the nightclub game, we uh, signed up one or two uh, real estate agents um, in the Summerstrand, uh, Port Elizabeth area. So, um, yeah. It was I mean, 18 years ago. 
What an extraordinary story, you know, and, and I mean, since then, um, you know, the technology has evolved quite a bit, right? I mean, now you have, you know, other technologies that, uh, you know, sit over the data and over the top services like WhatsApp, for example. And of course, when those services came out, um, that, you know, many saw that as a threat to the SMS business. I mean, how did you guys react when you saw these kind of businesses like WhatsApp, WeChat, uh, you know, BlackBerry Messenger even in the day, how did you react and how did you adapt when those kind of services came through? Look, I, I definitely think it was something that uh, gave us a sleepless night or two. Um, I'm sure there's a gray hair somewhere up here in my head. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um, the, the the, the major difference between the two pieces of technology and something that is um, almost uh, fantastic about an SMS is that um, it is, um, you can buy the cheapest device um, from, you know, your local corner cafe. You can stick a SIM card in it and we can communicate with you. Um, all the other devices, you know, that came along, all the other, what they call OTT or over the top players, um, you know, you had to install a, a WhatsApp app or a Mixit app or a WeChat app or something to be able to communicate. And what we've noticed was, was that um, people started communicating with their personal messages over these platforms. Um, and the minute um, they tried to monetize them via commercial messaging or via adverts or anything, um, all that would happen was the subscriber base would pick themselves up, they'd move to the next platform and, uh, you know, and that platform would effectively go, you know, decline in, in, a, in active subscriber base. So um, that, that's sort of the trend that we've seen. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think it's, it's a fine line that they have to play between trying to offer this personal service and then commercialize it at the same time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a fine line for them. Well, I mean, that's that, that's all in the history. I mean, because right now, I think SMS is still very much a, a, a very solid platform. It's been used by banks. It's been used for verification. I get OTPs. And, you know, I, I trust an SMS more than I trust any other platform to get a delivery to me, uh, a message to me, rather. Um, now, that was 18 years ago. When you look at your business today, guys, and uh, I mean, Charles and James, how many SMSs are you sending every single day? Because you're now a 1 billion rand industry. I mean, that's it's extraordinary for an organization that's been completely bootstrapped. You've got no funding. You're like, uh, you're clean. You're, you're, it's just the two of you guys. Um, and you're doing a billion rand in turnover. And how many SMSs are you sending every single day? So, Aki, okay, um, our target uh, market is South Africa and into Africa. Um, so that's where 80% of our business is. And, um, yeah, we're sending in excess of a couple of hundred million messages a month, a um, couple of billion messages a year. And, um, yeah, I think the big thing with Africa is everyone in Africa seems to have a phone. So it's the way that people can reach their consumers in Africa. If you look at South Africa, there are 80 million cell phone numbers and 5 million email addresses. So... Sending messages is going to win hands down. And the same thing applies to the rest of Africa. So, yeah, we're experiencing quite a bit of growth into Africa. And, um, yeah, definitely a big focus area for us going forward. And, and I guess with, with Africa, I mean, there, there's still this massive digital divide. There, you know, many countries are using uh, a lot of feature phones still. So, you know, that smartphone penetration has happened, but it's still growing. But I guess that 
SMS to me sounds still like a preferred way of communication if you look at most of the financial services across the continent. So have you guys at SMS Portal got your footprint across every country in Africa or are there any countries that you're still looking to get into? Because I, I imagine that the same kind of deal structure that you do with a service provider is is the same whichever country you're in, right? So how, how, how much penetration do you have across the continent? Yeah, so we've got complete penetration throughout the continent, so we can deliver any message to anywhere in Africa at the moment. Um, a big driver at the moment is the COVID messages, for instance. So you're registering for your vaccine, you're getting your COVID SMS, then uh, two weeks later, you get your reminder, then you go for your jab, got to come back two or three weeks later, get your second jab. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's throughout Africa. Um, we're delivering messages in, in all these countries. South African retailers are opening up in different countries around Africa. Um, we're getting natural organic growth into these areas with them. Um, as a retailer from South Africa opens up in Mauritius, they end up taking their South African suppliers and they're using them there, which, which is awesome. So, yeah, full coverage all over Africa. Um, and, um, yeah, we can deliver a message anywhere in Africa that you want. Now, privacy is a massive issue um, uh, across the continent. And, uh, you know, here in South Africa, we've got Papia coming very, very soon. How have these acts impacted your business? So, um, yeah, I mean, I think if you look back at the, the UK GDPR two or three years ago, um, South Africa, Papia has been in the pipeline for such a long time. Everyone's aware of it. Um, all the large corporates, all the banks have been preparing for it. So it's not like this big surprise that's arriving on our doorstep on the 1st of July. Um, it's been prepared for all the data is opt-in. We're not spammers. We don't deliver spam. So for us, we don't see there could be any effect in our business at all. Um, I think if you're a rogue player, definitely there are going to be problems. But um, yeah, South African corporates are definitely um, aware of it, have implemented everything they need to do. So for us, we see um, yeah, a very limited impact um, in our business. Would you, would you guys say that SMS Portal is the biggest um, SMS delivery service of its kind in, in, in South Africa? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so the reason I'm going with that is, I mean, when you when you look at uh, where SMS services are, I mean, SMS is nothing new globally, and I guess the SMS is is has has been through a lot, but it's it's definitely survived the worst of it, and I think people really see the value of SMSs, and I think that um, I personally think SMSs are here to stay. They're not certainly going to become redundant anytime soon. So um, when you look at SMS Portal and your incredible success story over the last 18 years, um, in terms of the IP that you guys use, uh, your unique IP that you have to deliver that, is it like uh, something that you guys have developed? Have you guys got your own developers continually developing software that delivers these SMSs or is it something that you buy off the shelf or have you got something unique that your competitors abroad don't have, for example? So um, one of the one of the things that has sort of made SMS Portal extremely successful today is that all the software that we um, are using has been developed in-house, with the exception of our database system and our operating system. Um, all everything else is bespoke. Um, it's unique to us. Uh, we have developed it over the last eighteen years, um, and we have a team of developers that are on a daily basis. Um, continually making improvements um, to the system so that um, we can measure 
all the various metrics across our platform, you know, to detect issues, problems, slowdowns, delivery rates, et cetera, et cetera, so that we can be very reactive, um, uh, you know, to anything that's going on uh, versus a customer phoning us and telling us that, uh, you know, the, that there is a problem, um, which we're very proud of um, as uh, a lot of um, SMS players are using um, port platforms, um, which makes it very difficult for them to diagnose problems, um, be flexible in terms of customer requirements, um, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's something that we hold very near and dear to ourselves and something that we re really believe has been, you know, given us that number one question um, is that everything has been uh, developed in-house. Oh, what an amazing success story. You know, I was looking at some stats um, and they were saying that uh, the, the SMS business globally in 2015, it sat at something like $57 billion. And they reckon that by 2024, 2025, it's going to be an $83 billion business. So you, you're yeah, certainly right. looking at something that's going to grow. It's not slowing down at all. So where to next for you guys at SMS Portal? I know you've gone aggressively into Africa that you've uh, spoken about. But I mean, w who is your competition in North America, for example, in the European market? Is that something that you guys would be looking at going into those particular markets? You've got the IP, you've got 18 years worth of experience. I guess that um, it's just the next step and the next evolution for SMS Portal to go into international markets. markets. Is that something that you've considered? Most definitely, Aki. Um, I think for us, we look at our global um, competitors, the likes of Twilio, who's listed in the New York Stock Exchange, um, Cinch, who's listed um, in Denmark, um, MessageBird or certain Denmark listing, uh, Link Mobility listed in the UK. These massive corporates um, doing very similar things to what we're doing. We just stuck in Africa. And I think for James and myself and the team, uh, we've been here for 18 years. We've learned so many lessons. The next step is definitely taking on international markets um, and um, yeah, breaking into the US, breaking into, into the UK um, and um, yeah, trying to ch challenge these other um, big Goliaths out there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's what is the the biggest challenge when you have to get into those particular markets? I and mean, if those guys obviously have already signed up long term agreements with cell phone providers and service providers, etc., um, what, what what is the biggest challenge into getting into those markets? Yeah, I think obviously at the moment we don't have feet on the ground there, so you need to set up a, a physical office on that side and get some sales guys running around. Um, the mobile networks are, are great around the world. Um, for instance, we've got really good relations with Vodacom, yeah, and Vodafone is in probably 30 other territories around the world, so at least you've got that that access and that um, foot, foot in the door straight away. But um, yeah, just getting salespeople on the ground and um, getting through some red tape, setting up these entities and, and, and getting going. Um, for James and me, we're always uh, quite conservative guys. So we do things very methodically, one step at a time. Um, we took over the South African market. We believe we're the biggest in Africa. And uh, yeah, now we need to um, yeah, take, take the next step uh, internationally. I mean, I touched on that number of, uh, I think it was $83 million, billion market we're talking about by 2024, the SMS uh, market. Is, is that in line with what you guys are seeing as well? Or is the SMS going to be redundant in the next decade? I mean, where, what is the future of the SMS? No, your, your stats are spot on. I mean, I was actually something going to mention uh, along those lines was, uh, you know, they've They've predicted the demise of the SMS now for the last 10 to 15 years with all the 
WeChats and Fibers and WhatsApps that have come along. But every single year from a commercial perspective, um, the SMSs, the volumes have continued to grow worldwide. It's not just a South African phenomenon. It's a worldwide phenomenon. There are still plenty of untapped uh, markets um, where the SMS hasn't been used um, as uh, invasively, if you could say that, um, as, as some of the established markets. But um, yeah, so there's still plenty of legs for the SMS. And every single um, uh, year that we move forward, we seem to be, people seem to be reinventing as to what can be done with the humble 160 characters. Um, like as, as a way of example of this is that um, people are now starting to embed um, a lot of links um, into the SMS, uh, which effectively means that you can disseminate a message with a link and that link can contain an infinite amount of information. I mean, you could link it to Google or to Wiki or to anything that you want. So it effectively has eliminated that barrier of 160 characters. Um, so, you know, the humble SMS lives on um, and like it just keeps reinventing itself, which is exciting um, because, yeah, it's still the only technology in the world that, uh, you know, can can arrive on any handset without any pre-configured information. Um, so yeah, it's amazing actually. Yeah, and I guess that um, I guess that uh, when you look at the you know the restrictions that you have with other messaging services that are over the top with data, for example, I mean an SMS can be delivered with with hardly any data. I mean it 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 doesn't it uses a minimal amount of data if anything, right? I mean, uh, talk to us about the the technicalities of an SMS delivery. So, so um, I don't know if you actually know this, but uh, one of the reasons why the humble SMS was invented was um, for a carrier, let's assume MTN, to be able to let you know that you have a voice message or a voicemail in your inbox. Um, otherwise, how would they let the handset owner know um, that uh, you know that they had it? And from then, um, it evolved into. Uh, inter-network, um, the engineers started to use it between themselves in terms of, hold on, I can pass you messages very, very quickly without needing a phone call. And then, and then they realized, hold on, but this is a, a service that, um, that the general consumer would also like to use. Um, and that's actually the evolution of an SMS. And the reason why it um, is so sort of prolific in the, in the market is because it's baked into... Um, what's known as the GSM specification as to how a network operates fundamentally right in the basement of the, the, the lowest possible level of the network. And therefore, that's why, for instance, it's limited to 160 uh, characters and it can't be lengthened because every network around the world would need to go and change this foundation that it's built on, which is extremely difficult to do. Okay, so any device really um, is possible, can receive and send an SMS. Now guys, you've been around for 18 years. I mean, we did speak about what's next. Where, where do you guys see SMS portal in the next decade? Where, where, do, you see you at, where do you see yourselves in 2030, for example? 
Um, I think actually it's quite a difficult question to answer. Well, um, should we rather yeah, go, we so. rather go um, in five years? Because I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you're both entrepreneurs at heart, and you've 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 made this a, a remarkable business that is still growing very fast. You've got tremendous potential on the African continent. I mean, when by the sounds of it, let me first ask you before you tell me about your vision for the next five years. In terms of the rest of Africa, I mean, it sounds to me like South Africa is pretty much saturated with, with, with growth for you guys. Um, how much saturation has happened in Africa? I mean, what, how much more potential do you have into the African continent? Are you, are you at sitting at this point? Is it like 5% at the moment with 95% to go? How much potential is there in Africa? Yeah, yeah okay, I think Africa, there, there's massive, massive potential. Um, I think COVID's... Um, ramp that, 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 that speed up as well, adoption of SMS, especially with corporates and that, delivering statements, delivering messages. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think Africa, you, you're quite right. We're probably at the 5% level with 95% to go. So um, there, there, there's a lot of untapped market in Africa, which is great. Um, I think SMS portal in five years' time, we've got an awesome team underneath James and myself, great managers in place. Um, James and myself over the last couple of years um, have definitely been handing over the reins to the guys, um, which is awesome. And uh, they've been helping us grow the business. Um, I'd love to see SMS Portal have a couple of international offices set up and yeah, take, taking on the international market um, and um, yeah, keeping our crown as the, the biggest in South Africa. James, where do, you, where do you see the company in five years? Sure, it's, uh, it's extremely difficult. And uh, I think, you know, Charles said something earlier. He said, uh, you know, we both um, uh, sort of cautious people in the sense that we, we like to sort of put one foot in front of the next. Um, you know, we're not, uh, if you could use the word loosely, cowboys. Um, and uh, so I think for us, it's uh, continuing what we're doing. Um, more of the same in the sense of we have, as you mentioned earlier, fantastic IP, a fantastic team, um, fantastic footprint already. Um, and it's, it's, it's to continue to grow that out uh, methodically and systematically, you know, across Africa and across, uh, you know, some of the other European uh, and American territories. Um, so where we land up, it's difficult. I think if you had to ask me that question five years ago, I wouldn't have told you here. Um, I would have probably been more conservative, but um, you know, we always try and be more on the conservative side than on the on the bullish side. Um, guys, and, you, uh, you're far too modest, guys. You're far too modest. I'm just loving just chatting to you guys and this incredible success story of SMS Portal. I mean, that's 18 years track record entrepreneurship. You know, really getting through the rough parts of your business. I mean, have you, did, did any other spin-offs come out of SMS Portal in those 18 years? Did you think of any other businesses that could be aligned to what you're doing uh, uh, throughout those years? Or has it just been SMS? Sure. Um, look, there's definitely lots of ideas floating around. And it's, it's uh, you know, something that Charles and I will, will often chat about, you know, what about this and what about that? And you know, should we include this and et cetera, all the what if questions. But I think one of the things that's made us extremely successful is that we've remained very niche in what we do. Um, we have stuck to our core. Um, we believe that we are the best in what we do. Um, and we haven't run off, if you could say, chasing the proverbial 
um, bird, uh, two birds in the bush for the bird that we already have in our hand. Mm. Um, it's, it's something that we've had to keep ourselves um, and tell ourselves constantly, you know, we're not that company. We're a company that focuses on SMS, right. for instance, and, um, and the technology that goes around that. And we need to stick to our knitting um, versus like after all these different things that may or may not, turn, uh, you know, um, come to fruition. Charles Stretch, James Pierce, my final question to you guys is that, uh, you know, this is such an, uh, an inspirational story for many South Africans who are going to be watching this. 18 years ago, you founded a billion rand business in a garage and you guys have been an incredible success story at SMS Portal. Um, in 30 seconds, I'd love to hear from each of you, what are the entrepreneurship lessons that you have learned? What advice can you give other entrepreneurs that are in a dream in search of what you guys have got, who've also got that passion? What's your entrepreneurship advice to those people? Uh, okay, I think it's just follow your passion, do something you love. Um, it, it's difficult to make a success if you try to do something you don't love. And um, yeah, I just uh, follow something that um, yeah, you, you really enjoy doing and gets you up in the morning. Um, I think that'd be my advice. Passion, passion, passion. James, what is your passion? What is your advice? Yeah, I think for me, it's, um, it's you need to take a risk at some point, um, a calculated risk. Like I said, we're conservative. So, you know, we took a calculated risk as to what we believed would work. And uh, like Charles has already mentioned, have pay, whatever you do, choose something that you're passionate about it because people bind to passion. Uh, and if people are buying into passion, it means your customer base will grow and then everything will sort of will be added uh, to that. Um, don't try and chase something just because, you know, there, there's perceived money in it. Um, you know, you're going to, you know, people... People immediately get a, a sense of you're in you're, you're you're doing this for money. You're not doing this for passion. And you know we want to work with passionate people. We employ passionate people, um, and we like to work with other passionate businesses in the space. So for us, it's uh, definitely you know passion is one of the things that that needs to be sort of um, at the forefront. Charles Stretch, James Pierce, co-founders and acting CEOs of SMS Portal. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us and chatting to us about the success story of SMS Portal, a billion rand business, more than, I mean, hundreds of millions of SMSs that are sent daily, coming mostly from your organization. Uh, what an incredible 18-year success story it's been. I look forward to having a chat with you next time when we talk uh, not a billion rand, but a billion dollar industry. And it sounds to me like you guys are on the right trajectory on the African continent to achieve this and take your dream globally. Uh, congratulations and thank you for chatting to us on What's Next. Thanks, Aki. Thank you very Thanks, much. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Keep well.